The Courage to Lead, episode 120. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week. Um, I'm having a great week, and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. Please help me welcome Corey Walker. Corey Walker is a social media and email marketing strategist with over 20 years experience as a senior marketing specialist and corporate communications specialist. Her passion is in the digital space, particularly Instagram and Facebook. She is co-author of the books Instagram for Dummies and Instagram for Business Dummies, both available on Amazon. And she's also created a 20-page ebook titled How to Create Reels That Convert, available from her website, themarketingspecialist.com. When she's not writing or managing clients' social media accounts, Corey enjoys reading, working out, and cheering on her daughters at soccer and volleyball games. Corey is based out of El Dorado Hills, California. Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hello. Yeah, yeah it's good. El Dorado Hills, that's up near Sacramento area, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. it's just east of Sacramento. Nice. Yeah. My aunt and uncle lived in uh, Yuba City, Marysville area oh, yeah. up there. So mm-hmm. we spent lots of summers up there visiting. With yeah. That's so nice up there. It's a beautiful area. Absolutely. All right. Um, definitely want to come back and talk to you about how you got your start in uh, the marketing side of the business. Talk about the books you've created and that new ebook on how to create reels. Because I always thought the reels thing was for teeny boppers, I sort of, you know, <laughs> put some music on and do some crazy dance and stuff like that. But you're actually oh, no. helping businesses use that to create. Yes. Yes. We can talk all about that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. I'm definitely interested in that. All right. But before we get started, I've got 10 questions that I ask every one of my guests. Uh, my listeners will know these are the questions asked on uh, the TV show Inside the Actor Studio, where James Lipton asks these questions of his Hollywood guests from TV, film, and stage. And if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So, Corey, <laughs> if you're ready, I'm ten ready. quick questions. All right. Question number one, what is your favorite word? I would say happy. Happy. What is your least favorite word? Moist. <laughs> I'd be surprised at how many times that comes up. That's funny. All right. What turns you on? Um, I like to speak to intelligent people about like topics that I'm interested in and can have a really good meaty conversation about things. Nice. And what turns you off? Uh, name droppers. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that to Joe Biden the other day. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. five, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, babies giggling. Uh, absolutely. What sound or noise do you hate? Um, let's see what's it. Oh, <laughs> my husband's snoring because it, <laughs> it keeps me awake. Hmm. All right. Question seven. What is your favorite curse word? Well, I would probably say the F-bomb. I know it's probably the most popular yeah, one. And I, I don't use it often. I'm not one that just says it all the time. And in fact, my I've got two teenage daughters and they know that I reserve it for just the most serious of offenses. So they know if I drop it, it's going to be a bad day. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, I think I'd actually like to be an esthetician. Um, 
Yeah, totally different. Um, I think I've maybe watched too many hours of Dr. Pimple Popper or something, but, <laughs> but yes. And I've yeah. convinced my husband that I could take care of any of his skin woes and he's not so sure about that. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see another book in your future. Um, yeah. What profession would you not like to do? Um, you know, like one of those Alaskan fishermen that do the deadliest catch. It just looks cold, wet, and dangerous. So yeah. very yeah, no. cold. No. All right. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, probably just, you know, you did a good job down there. I'm proud of you. <laughs> good job. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So like I said, we're going to come back and talk about how you got your start, um, how you moved towards the the social media side, the marketing side, talk about your books, and uh, at some point, talk about courage and leadership, right? Sounds great. All right, listeners, we'll come back and talk about that and more right after this. So stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'm back with my guest, Corey Walker. (laughs) Corey, thanks again for uh, agreeing to be on the podcast. I've been looking forward to this because I definitely, this is an area that I'm I'm sure I'm like most people, I'm not that familiar with it. You see great things going on on social media and you think, wow. How do they do that? Or does that really work? Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to talk about that stuff. So how'd you get your start? How did you, I know you got your degree in business and marketing. Is that something you always wanted to do? Or did you kind of pick that degree as you were going to college? No, you know, I actually, when I was in high school, I kind of, I had an interest in it and, you know, advertising. And for some reason, I just had it in my head that I wanted to work at an advertising agency. So I went in to college knowing I wanted to do something in marketing and advertising. Um, so that's what I got my degree in. Um, I did work initially for a very small agency and I, I didn't love that. Um, I think I just needed some more people around me coming, coming right off of college. It was just like to go into an office where there's just one other person was a little like depressing for me. So, um, yeah, so I worked there for a while. I worked in corporate marketing as a marketing specialist, marketing coordinator, kind of all of that up the chain. And then um, after my first daughter was born, I um, I just felt like I was missing a lot of stuff. And um, I'd been at that job for a while and and I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was growing or, or really doing anything worthwhile to miss those moments. So I decided to go out on my own and that's been, well, she's 17. And, um, (laughs) so it was when she was, um, a little over a year. So it's been a while. Um, yeah. And so some of your clients that you've worked for, who have you worked with? Um, so my big client right now, um, that I do a, a lot of work for is Dignity Health. Um, so they're a big, uh, healthcare medical group out, um, out this way. Um, so I work with them. I work with several local restaurants and they're really fun to do reels for. 
Um, let's see, I've worked for authors, um, other healthcare agencies, um, some real estate agents through the years. So yeah, it's, it's interesting because people always, you know, say, oh, you need to niche down, you need to niche down. But um, I've always enjoyed meeting new people and new career, you know, new industries and things like that. It keeps me fresh and it keeps me growing um, and just learning new things. So yeah. Now, some of those groups you're talking about, the, um, the restaurants, let's say, I can see how they need to do a lot of marketing to draw people in. You yes. wouldn't think healthcare would really need that, but in today's competitive healthcare market, you really do need to go out and find oh, yeah. customers, clients. Yeah. I mean, everything from just, you know, a, a medical group where um, you have a doctor who's just a family practice doctor, they need patients in the door. Um, if there's a doctor that's um, in orthopedics, you know, he needs people to do surgeries on. So it's, it is a business, you know, you, you, when you're a patient, you just think like, oh, I hurt myself. I need to go to the doctor, but um, for the doctors, they, they need those patients to come in and that's their, you know, that's their business. So. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. you help them with their, their social media marketing and their email campaigns and stuff. Yeah. So on, for Dignity Health, I do, um, yeah, social media for them. Um some creation of their things. They have more of a corporate marketing. So a lot of it's, you know, pulling things together, scheduling, doing um, Facebook ads for them um, and just keeping them abreast of some of the newer trends that are coming out. Um, and then I also do some reviews management, which is okay. really fun for a hospital <laughs> in the middle of COVID. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that's how I help them. Wow. That's a, that's a tough area. Cause I know I've worked with clients that they've gotten a bad review and their response to it can make or break them. Oh yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, had one guy that got into a, a email, well, online kind of chat. Um, it was your fault. No, no, no. It was your fault. No, it was your fault. Well, mm -hmm. it was your fault and you're stupid. Well, you're stupid and ugly. And it just went on and on. Yeah. It just got nasty. And it's like, you don't know how many people, I mean, it probably went viral. So a lot more people saw, you know, that little exchange that could ruin a company altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we try to be careful about, you know, we can't obviously share any health information. I can't give out advice. I'm not a doctor. So um, a lot of it's kind of directing them to an offline resource to, to get more help or, you know, complain or whatever yeah. it is. So what, what can people do if they get a really, bad review should they ignore it should they you know no. try to respond yeah i mean usually um i tell people to you know get back to them and say you know hey we're we're sorry you had that experience um we'd really like to you know make things right for you please you know let can you reach out to me at this email and you know we'll discuss it um i don't do reviews management for the restaurants it's just in healthcare so I have to be a little bit more careful in healthcare, but, um, you know, some of the restaurants that I've seen, you know, you could offer them the free meal or whatever, but yeah, I, I don't, I would never just ignore it because, um, you know, then other people will see it and they'll be like, Oh, well, they must not care about their customers here. They yeah. complained and, you know, nothing came of it. So, yeah. 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 But you want to try to at least say, like you said, I, I acknowledge you know, sorry yeah. that this happened. Please give us another try. You know, everybody has a bad day or something like that. Right. Right. So, yeah. wow. 
So what is it about Instagram? That's, I mean, it's really come up in popularity there. Mm-hmm. Are they owned by Facebook or they're, they are. Okay. Yes. Yes. They're owned by Facebook, part of meta. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was its own company and then Facebook, you know, took it over. And so there's, there's definitely things that, um, they play, you know, well together. If you're doing a campaign, you know, you can do one campaign and have it go to both. And, um, but I just, I like Instagram. Um, I just enjoy the platform a little bit better and, um, it hasn't reached quite the saturation that Facebook has in terms of, you know, ads and things like that. Although it's coming, (laughs) it's coming, but, um, you know, the, the head of Instagram, Adam Mazzari just, put out an announcement that they're going to be testing some different feeds. So I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's going to be three different feeds available. So you can either choose to have the home feed as it is now. So that means you're going to see, you know, anybody you follow, but you're also going to see people they suggest to you, you'll see ads. So it's a little bit more of like a for you page, like, well, we think you'd like this. So we're going to, you know, throw that in there too. So that's what they've been doing now. Um, There's also going to be a favorites page where you could just, it's kind of like a list. So you could say, okay, I only want to follow these 10 social media marketers, or I only want to follow my family on this list. Um, So you'd only see those. Um, And then there's also going to be um, just another one. And I forget what they call it, but it's, it's kind of like the old school Instagram. I think it's, they just call it following maybe. And so it's just strictly the people that you follow. Um, I'm sure they'll probably figure out a way to slip ads in there because (laughs) it just will, um, it will be chronological. So it's kind of the old school, how Instagram was when it first started that a lot of people have been clamoring for. Um, yeah. So Mm-hmm. But see, I always had this impression that Instagram was, you know, for the teenagers, you put some music up there, you do a crazy dance or you do something, you know, silly, you, you know, flip your bikes or run into a wall <laughs> or something like that. How has it now made that transition into a business tool? Well, I think with the arrival of ads, um, I, I think most of the platforms, they go through this like life cycle. So they start out as the place where the the kids are and they kind of gradually mature and then the kids go somewhere else because then their parents are there. Um, So I think that as Instagram realized, you know, any platform at some point they want to make money. So they're going to add these tools so that the marketers can can use it and they're going to be the ones that are going to be spending the money. So I think as Instagram has tried to appeal more to businesses and, you know, the fact that you can do ads, you can do a live video, you can, you know, do regular video, all these things they're adding um, to attract those people that, that want to use it as a marketing tool. Um, And there are like so many different ways that you can reach people. So I do think it has definitely matured beyond, you know, a place for kids. Um, the kids now have gone, now they're on TikTok and Snapchat. They're still on Instagram. I'm, I have two teenage girls, so they're kind of my like test group to see where, you know, where people still are. 
Um, so yeah, the, it's people, they will start leaving Instagram and it's going to age up just like Facebook did. Facebook is, is definitely like really aging up at this point. Um, my kids never even joined Facebook. They're like, Oh, no, really? yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I know a lot of businesses use Facebook. I mean, if you're trying to do business to business, LinkedIn yeah. is kind of the place to be Yes, uh, business to consumer. I mean, consumers spend most of their time on Facebook and stuff. Mm -hmm. How can businesses use Instagram? What, what, what do you see them using or, or doing out on Instagram to draw um, attention to customers? Well, so, I mean, it depends on what your business is, obviously. Um, for me, I use Instagram mostly to showcase my authority and build a community. So I'm out there. I share a ton of tips. So if anybody wants to go look, it's at Corey C. Walker on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I share lots and lots of Instagram tips out there showcasing, you know, if you'd want to use me for your social media, I know what I'm talking about. So it's a great way to, you know, build your authority. Um, if you're something like a, a retail location, you can hook up Shopify to Instagram and actually sell directly off Instagram. Um, you know, for my restaurant clients, I'm doing a lot of reels showing them making the food and how fresh it is and how fun it is. And um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of different ways and it really depends on what your industry is. If you're more a service-based business, you might, like I said, be showcasing your authority and then taking them off to like an email list to sell there. Um, but then if you're a boutique, you might be selling, you know, jewelry and things directly online right there. Wow. That is cool. Yeah. I had no idea that it was, I mean, I knew it was popular, but I didn't realize that businesses were, were actually using it. Like I said, most of the things that I've seen have all been just people, you know, driving crazy, doing popping wheelies on their motorcycle and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You need to go out there more and, you know, start searching, um, under hashtags that would appeal to you. And I'm sure you're going to see a lot more. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So tell me about your books, Instagram for dummies. Okay. So yeah, there's two books. There's Instagram for dummies and there's Instagram for business for dummies. The Instagram for dummies is really for anybody that wants to use, to learn, to use Instagram, not for business, just strictly, you know, learn how to use for it yeah. for fun. And, um, Instagram for business for dummies was really created for, uh, marketers for, you know, a small business person that wants to use Instagram to market their business. And, um, it's, it's chock full of, of information from, the most basic stuff of how to get started all the way up to doing, you know, ads through Facebook ads manager to, to go through to um, reels. It's got, I, well, IGTV isn't really, doesn't exist anymore. It's in there because okay. it's a book and it's printed, but <laughs> um, how to do lives, how to do reels, all of that is, is in there. So, um, so that is my favorite of the two books, but nice. yeah. Very cool. And then you've got the new 20 page book, how to create the reels that convert, um, that uh, I went out and looked at it. I'm, I'm definitely going to download that. Cause I, I want to learn more about this stuff. I think this is kind of, uh, the up and coming area. And like you said, if it's a good way to get in front of a lot of people and it, those quick bursts, 
you know, mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, I have a short attention span, so I'm sure other people do. You oh, see yes. something for, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds and it sticks with you rather than waiting through a three, four, five minute video. It's like mm-hmm. uh, skip, right? Yeah. I mean, the really cool thing about reels right now is it's still, I mean, it's been out for a year, but it's still in its kind of baby stages. So there's, there's not as many people doing it yet. I think people are a little, you know, people can be hesitant, um, to do it. And a lot of business owners, they think, Oh, well, I don't want to dance and I don't want to, you know, point at stuff. And, (laughs) and I'm here to tell you, I do neither of those things. And, um, and, and I love reels, but, um, yeah, I think it's a great way to get out there because Instagram is really pushing it in the algorithm. It's the number one thing. And if you go on Instagram right now and just start scrolling, you're going to say, see reels, reels, reels. So for people that are just putting out there, you know, a single image and a caption and thinking, you know, they're good, it's not going to get seen very much. Um, yeah. Uh, and the thing that I do also love about it is if I go in my insights and I look at who's seeing the reels, it's sending to all these people that aren't even my followers yet. So Mm -hmm. it's a great way for you to get, um, exposure on different accounts that wouldn't have seen you normally. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and so how many people do you have working for you right now? Is it just you or solopreneur? I have one VA and that is okay. only in the last six months. I've, I don't know why. Maybe I'm a control freak. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I couldn't make the leap. And I just finally was like, okay, I need help. Um, and it's been great. I don't know why I didn't do it years ago. My husband was always, you know, saying, you need, you need someone to help you. And I'm like, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> you know, and I finally, I finally, took the plunge and it's been great. So good job. And yeah. then in your, in your previous lives, you had people working for you then I'm sure or working with you. Well, I, I worked with people. I wasn't a manager. I did. I was more of a, truly a marketing specialist. So I was kind of, you know, on my own and, and courted to a manager, but did a variety of different things, um, in, in corporate life. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, if I was to bump into any one of these people, your, your VA or any of the, the clients you currently have and talk to them about what type of leader you are, what do you yes. think they'd say? What kind of leader are you? Um, I think that I'm, I'm understanding and I'm very approachable. Um, I think I'm pretty fun. Um, and since I'm, I'm fairly new to leading, I've only been really leading myself <laughs> for so long. Um, I think that maybe I need more um, uh, willing to let go of things. Like I said, I'm still a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> so. yeah. well, it's, when you first start off as an entrepreneur, you, you wear all the hats. Yes. You're doing everything. And you have a certain way you do things and it, it is hard to let go of that and mm-hmm. think, well, they're probably not going to do it as, as well as I do. They're not going to do it exactly the way I want it done. Right. That can be scary. That can mm-hmm. be scary, but uh, yeah. Um, but uh, the, the podcast is called the courage to lead. We talk about uh, what it means to be a courageous leader. 
um, where people find the courage to leave their nine to five Mm -hmm. job to kind of create their own success. Um, where did you find the courage to, to walk away from those jobs and start your own, your own marketing business? Uh, you know, well, like I mentioned, my, I was missing a lot of the things that my daughter was doing at, you know, she was at daycare most of the days. And, um, so that was, that was really the number one thing is I wanted more flexibility to do something on my own. And I felt like, um, I felt like I, I'm the type of person that's much more of, a like an executor in terms of, I don't like sitting in meetings and just discussing, discussing. And that's what a lot of corporate culture can be is meeting to meet and all of these things. So I thought, well, if I can create a business that allows me to have my daughter home more, I mean, I, I still couldn't have her home with me all the time and work, but, but the hours that she was at daycare were much less and they were, it was much more flexible. If I wasn't busy that day, I just would keep her home or just have her there for a few hours. So, um, yeah, I, that was my big <laughs> impetus. That's, that's cool though. I mean, I, yeah. you know, and it, it's nice to be able to create a business to, that allows you that time to grow with your kids. You know, yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and there's different types of courage. We talk about, um, intellectual courage is a courage to let go of, uh, your long-held beliefs to make room for new knowledge, right? That comes in because um, mm-hmm. there's always new things coming up like Instagram, for instance. <laughs> um, there's uh, moral courage, doing what's right, uh, social courage, saying what needs to be said, um, speaking up, even if it goes against the grain. Um, is there a specific type of courage you think is important for entrepreneurs? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is definitely a that courage to take the leap. That's the first um, that's the first type of courage you need is just taking the leap and, um, you know, not being afraid to learn and learn from your mistakes because you will make them. Um, yeah. So I think, I, I think it takes a lot of courage to go out on your own, especially, you know, I had a really good job and, um, and I, and I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. And so, um, yeah, I think it takes the courage to make the leap and then to stick with it because it is easy to say, well, I could always, you know, just go back. And for me, I had a really solid reason to not want to, it wasn't just like, oh, I want to start this business because I think it'd be really fun and really cool. It was like, no, I, I have this human that I want to, you know, be, (laughs) part of every day. Um, so yeah, sticking with it can be hard because there's going to be times in the beginning where you aren't making any money or you're making way less than you used to. So you have to prepare for that and know that, you know, if you stick with it and get, you know, get some coaching maybe from someone else to, to help you along the way, that's been helpful too. Cause I've, I've had some mentors I've had, um, you know, other people, I'm, I'm pretty good about reaching out to other people that do what I do and, and encouraging, um, you know, community over competition. And, and I'm always willing to help out other people that are new to the business as well. And just be like, Hey, this is what I went through. This is what you're probably going to go through, but it does get better. So. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And to me, that is, that's a, a big part of leadership is helping other people grow. It's not all about you. A lot of times yeah. it's, you know, helping those other people around you and stuff. Yeah. And uh, the, that one thing you said that uh, it's not going to diminish you to help somebody else. It doesn't take anything away from you. Right. Um, right. And so I love people that, that look out for, for others like that. So what's next for you? I mean, you've got the two books, you've got the, the marketing and, and social media and Instagram covered, uh, what's next on the horizon? <laughs> what else is out there? Um, well, I would like to do some more speaking and things like that during uh, this, you know, this new year. That's one of my goals is to do, you know, as long as Omicron doesn't, doesn't shut everybody down, but to do some in-person speaking. Nice. Um, we will probably have another edition of either one of the dummies books coming up soon. So I'll be probably writing that um, you know, in the next six to nine months again, doing all those. So that, that takes a little bit of time. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of more digital products that I can put out like the, you know, like the reels ebook mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, it just takes time because I'm really busy with clients sure. most of the time as well. Yeah. Um, but, but those are some of the things on my but those, I think those are very helpful. The little eBooks on how to mm -hmm. do this, how to do that. Um, so as far as the, the social media, you lean towards the Instagram and Facebook. Are there other areas that are up and coming that you're kind of keeping an eye on? Uh, TikTok. Yeah. Um, I, I put it off for a really long time and kind of what you were saying about Instagram, like, oh, it's just, you know, kids doing things on skateboards or whatever. That's, I had that in my mind for a really long time for TikTok. But just as I mentioned, things start aging up and more and more people that are, you know, getting older are on TikTok. So, um, especially with, uh, with reels, being so similar to TikTok. So I will put, you know, I'll do a reel and my intent is I'm a reels first, TikTok second. Okay. So I will make a reel, but then I will repurpose it on TikTok. And it's just like another place for those things. And then the restaurant clients I put on Instagram and on TikTok um, because food videos on TikTok are very popular. Wow. Um, so yeah, in fact, on, on Instagram reels, one of the um, Mexican restaurants that I do work for, they were making a burrito and got 62,000 views on wow. making this burrito video. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. so it's kind of funny, but, well, but yeah, so TikTok. What's, what's the difference between Instagram and, and TikTok really? Is there a, a formatting difference that, you know? Um, well, not, not really like if you create, as long as you create a vertical video, the nine by 16, uh, size, um, like I will have my virtual assistant, um, piece together. Like I'll take raw video, say at the restaurant, I'll go to the restaurant and take a bunch of raw video, download it. And then I'll have him, um, put the clips together in a video. And he does that in CapCut, which is a, a different app altogether. Okay. And then he'll send me that. And I can use that same exact video, just exactly as is on Instagram reels and on TikTok. Um, now you can build a reel completely in Instagram or com 
or in a TikTok, completely in TikTok and just use those apps to do it mm-hmm. completely on its own. But if you're trying to repurpose it, it's kind of nice to just have that video that's done mm-hmm. and you just put it out there. It takes, you know, minutes and you're done. Nice. But uh, so length of time about the same or is one shorter, longer? So on Instagram reels, you can either do, they have, I don't know why they have it separated like this, but you could do like a 15 second, a 30 second or up to 60 seconds, but it's like anywhere in between. So um, yeah. And then TikTok, I think is now up to three minutes. Hmm. However, uh, I have learned through testing my own things and my client things that would you believe the best amount of time for a reel is seven seconds? Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. It's because, you know, people have that goldfish uh, attention span Sure. and the reels that I do that are super short, they go and just really get a lot of views. I've done 60 second ones that are full tutorials on how to do really cool things and nothing. <laughs> wow. so, but I'm noticing yeah. that in, in uh, YouTube too, a lot of people are doing the shorts, mm-hmm. you know, that are less than a minute. Yep. A lot of them are 30 seconds or less. Yes. Just a real quick one message, one call to action done. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say if anybody is wanting to get into reels or TikTok and you have some long thing you want to talk about, figure out a way to split it up into, you know, maybe five different ones. And um, so you can just, you know, get that message out there. And then you can always, you can put more information in the caption. You can direct them, you know, back to your Instagram, your profile page and have some carousels built that, that really dive into it deeper. Um, but I think of reels as more of a quick, Hey, I'm here. Come see me. You know, I'm over here. So, uh, that's, that's kind of how I like to think about it versus trying to put a whole, you know, speech out there about something. I saw a meme the other day that, uh, you know, Netflix says, Hey, if I create this 10 hour movie, will you sit and watch it? And the person goes, of course not. He goes, what do we break it up into less than one hour? episodes and then you could binge watch them yes, like that. and that's what that. people do right yeah. that's what people do so it's true interesting it's very true. But yeah I, I have seen in fact a, a friend of mine a guy who was on the podcast uh last year he did one had some music and he's just sitting in a chair and he points up to a little thought bubble right mm-hmm. thought bubble thought bubble and he said he had thousands and thousands of people not only view that but then connect with him and yeah ask for information it's like how does I that know. happen? Yeah. It's crazy. That's wild. Very so cool. You need, you need to get started. I know. I need to download your books. First <laughs> yes. of all, I need to go out and get an Instagram for dummies, Instagram for business for dummies, and that ebook, How to Create yeah. Reels That Convert. Very cool. All right. So I know you've got the marketingspecialist.com website, yes. um, and they can get all the information on, on that stuff here. You also have your own personal website, right? Um, well, the marketing specialist.com is, is my that website. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You'll have everything on there and people can connect with you on LinkedIn. That is awesome. I will have all of these links in the show notes so people can go out and get that. I'm going to go out and download the books right now. I've, I've got awesome. a Kindle that's bursting at the seams. Oh, <laughs> I, you know, so I may have to clear off a couple of things, but yeah, uh, this is something I, I, I've been wanting to know more about and learn more about. And I think, I think listeners, if you guys haven't gone out and checked Instagram, for your business and definitely 
definitely go out and investigate. Yes, worth for it. sure. Very cool. Corey, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Thank I you for having me. No worries. And like I said, I will have links to the books in the show notes. I'll have links to your uh, website, themarketingspecialist.com, and also to your LinkedIn profile. So people can reach out and connect. Amazing. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. All right, listeners. Hope you guys appreciate this uh, episode. We're taking notes. There's a lot of good information here. Make sure you download uh, the books and find out more about Instagram for your business. And uh, if you appreciate the episode, make sure you share it with your family, friends, and colleagues and stick around because there's always more coming. And that's it for me, Coach Harlan saying so long for now. Bye.